0: The following is a fourth-hand production.
1: <laughs> hey, dude.
2: It's a little wild and a little strange when you make the home out on
1: Skinwalker Ranch. Start your unidentified flying object.
2: Then come along, but you can't get it right if you can't hold on. Sing it.
1: Is this the work of the CIA?
2: If it's now,
1: Conspiracy theorists?
2: Send it, send it the now.
1: Or maybe just an ancient Navajo curse put on the land?
2: In the
1: Dogmen. Blue meaning. Hey,
2: they say... Undisturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread.
1: I think we're getting into a weird area here.
3: <laughs> these I'm not crazy! This hysteria.
2: You can't handle the truth! This brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now.
4: Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that is celebrating 100 episodes and not one death. That you know of. This is Hysteria 51.
2: Congratulations to us, to us. Truly a major milestone. Celebration, yes, of us, of us. So here's what we're going to do. Shake off the cobwebs and limber up And stretch it out and do plenty of pilates Cause tonight, tonight we're gonna suck
4: our own Wait, what? That's disgusting. That's not- Broadcasting for the 100th time from the lower fourth dimension seven eight nine, 10, 11, 12. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll finish later. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts on this fabulous trip through the firmament Brent Hand and John Go, forth. So
2: 100 times 100 times yeah.
0: brent it has been 100 episodes can you believe it i i, I really can't not, not because it's hard to do i mean a lot of shows have done a lot more than that i'm just impressed we haven't killed each other though i will say uh the quality has gone up slightly compared to where we started out at let's take a listen yeah to where we started out hysteria 51 we're live <laughs> i am we actually Brian? are live
4: who's with me i am john wait for, it. for it all right oh. <laughs> are you excited i could not be more excited and yet more unprepared at both the same <laughs> well, time. that's still true i, I think yeah. that's
0: the point you're probably thinking why do i need to listen to this podcast that's what I'm thinking. We both love watching Ancient Aliens. We love listening to other podcasts that touch on these topics. It's fascinating. I thought we you would sit down sitting around drinking uh, some beers talking aliens. It turns beers, out that was just aliens, our awesome editing skills uh, back then. Like yeah.
4: watching that guy on on History Changes. Is, is it on Ancient Aliens? That's we even know. Crazy George hair. George that- Sokolos. We didn't that, even know yeah. I don't know how <laughs> to
0: say <Yeah. laughs> But They take this shit really seriously. Yeah, and th- I, I think that is my biggest issue, again, with – this whole genre. I don't know if you want to call it a genre. The
4: conspiracy genre.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be – I'm not that way. So, But I enjoy the shit out of having some beers like we're doing now, so sitting the, around talking about shit.
4: So the point of this podcast is to sit around, have beers, talk about this shit that we really don't believe in. Yeah,
0: and, and be ill-prepared. Which we're really good at. You know,
4: not much has changed. <laughs> no, no. Uh, though we don't sound like we're speaking into a tin can inside of an airport
0: hangar. I, I believe those first episodes, that one, was literally you had a small microphone that plugged into the bottom of your iPhone. Yeah. For that first episode. <laughs> we did. Before you're right. Before this show... and. I will say this. We had done another podcast before that. That was actually probably a step up from uh, how we had started out on Writer Fad. And there is even a pre or Fad uh, one episode of a podcast. We're not we talking about out. that. One of these days. We're going to have to drop that on Patreon. We you t- know what? I, we probably should when this one comes out.
4: I, I remember early, early, early. We're like, if we get to... I don't know, a hundred episodes will put that piece of crap out there. Nah,
0: never happened. Never. never.
4: <laughs> like, uh, now that we're at a hundred episodes, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of tentative about. I think it it's just shy of three
0: hours long. We talked football and the UFC a uh, video game. We were just like throwing stuff beer. at a wall to see what we could actually talk about. It was just us. Uh.
4: It was, it was us and, um, Producer Stacy, yes. Producer Stacy, the yep. er, the earliest producer, she was. um She didn't do a great job. No, no. how we sounded. <laughs> she 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 did not produce up the uh, sound quality well.
0: But she she was sitting there giving us thumbs up here and there. Uh, yeah, like you said, there's bad editing. Cell phone rings go off. It sounds like we're recording. It didn't can all that because we were just starting out. We didn't know if we were gonna, you know. Stick around or not, but we sure as hell wanted to get our voice
4: out there. It's true. And I mean, you can tell listening to that episode that we hadn't found our stride yet. I mean, you barely interrupted me. And when you did (laughs) wait for it, you apologized. What
0: the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Also, 100 episodes, we still don't have a working altimeter. And I I actually think I I blame you, John. You're slacking. If you kids don't get that reference, here's a clip for you.
4: It's very specific about the, you know, at 1400 feet and at this. Does an altimeter work when you're literally sitting on the pole? I understand a compass does <laughs> You are does a pole it. sitter. An altimeter. Uh, it's still a good question. Does it get screwed up by the the, the magnet of the pole? I would think it would. Uh, but
0: I have no idea. I, let's just say he went really low.
4: <laughs> you were done with I,
0: my, of my course, line of thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm
4: not questioning you. I'm questioning the account. Yeah, They're no. so specific with,
0: <laughs> I was at 1,400
4: feet. Right. Which okay, forget for a second whether the te- the technology works or not. Right. <laughs> if you're seeing a fucking woolly mammoth for the first time, you know, in recorded human history, right? I doubt, I that doubt you're looking at your altimeter. I don't know. True. He's a
0: trained pilot. Maybe you are. Maybe he's thinking, holy shit, what am I looking at? I don't know. So he says 1,400 feet.
4: Dude, I'm a trained driver. If I drove by a woolly mammoth, I'm not noticing You're my, like,
0: can we move on? <laughs> but you slow down, You you would know you were creeping. I guess that's not a sticking point. Mine's the hole. He's in the inside of the fucking earth and he's looking at a woolly mammoth. And you're like, bullshit. He knew he was at 1400 feet. Like, like he was about to be approached by aliens, which is the, you know, ships with Nazi signs is our next point. But you're like, hold on. Let's get back to this altimeter reading. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hey, I
0: call him point. like I see him. That's all I'm saying. He was a trained pilot, John. Back then, I, I mean, Spry's even had altimeters. He probably just, like, they flew from sense of smell and shit like that way back in the day. A hundred episodes later and you were still arguing <laughs> me with me about this point. <laughs> I was uh, I was proving you wrong from the start, I think oh, is what I'm oh, getting
4: gonna... Wrong! I stand by my observation. I mean, what is this? Back to the future? <laughs> altimeters! Where we're going, we don't need altimeters. I mean, it there that's
0: it you're gonna want to hop online because we're gonna be having that as a new t-shirt soon (laughs) (laughs)
4: altimeters (laughs) where we we don't need we don't need
0: altimeters. altimeters yeah and by the way how about that clip on a different level we weren't 30 minutes into this dumpster fire of a podcast and nazis already reared their head and that was just i just picked the at random episode and uh yep Nazis, right off the bat. Nazis with aliens. That's right. Which has become almost a
1: fixture on this program. You know, another thing about that episode... Enough yammering about that episode. It didn't have the only good thing about this show, me.
4: That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this show and what he lacks in personality he makes up for in Pop-Tart toasting. The
0: one and only Conspiracy Bot. And that is Wildberry Pop-Tart, I might add, the only worthwhile pop tart.
4: I haven't had the peanut butter one yet.
0: Oh, I don't know. I can't. No? I don't want to think about it.
4: I actually, I don't eat I don't even eat pop tarts, but I saw the peanut butter one in the store and I like, well, maybe I'd try that.
1: Hey, Dicks. It's my time to shine. <laughs>
0: all right. All right. Uh, I built Seabot in my lab to help produce, edit, and research the show, as we've stated many, many times. Instead, about, about 99 previous times. Well, to be exact. Yeah. I, I guess he wasn't in the first few, like he said, right. So. right. They sucked. <laughs> instead, he just drinks too much and plans our eventual demise. Seabot, I'm glad you chimed in. Let's, let's hear your intro to the show and our new addition to the show.
4: Someone we hope is a regular guest, conspiracy bot.
1: Say oh. hi, everybody. Hello, Gofo. Hello, Mister Ed. Hello, Moans. Hello to the scores of new conspiracy bot fans. I am about to win over with my charm.
0: Ah, JFK, horrible death, changed the nation, and Seabot all in the same episode. So that that checks out. That shakes out in my book. I, what was that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd i
4: really honestly forgotten how bad how bad c was at first. Uh-huh.
0: Was that? I mean, did was that before you upgraded him to a sound blaster sixteen? Yeah, yeah, it was a sound blaster. Uh... Point eight. Not even
1: eight. <laughs> I get so emotional talking about me. Even those early dulcet tones of my voice were better than listening to you two moronic meat sacks. But I do agree. The upgrade was worth it. Here's a clip.
0: Special surprise for you. That was at your request. Uh we got some complaints that Mr. Conspiracy Bot was hard to understand. Mr. Made mm. some upgrades. Now when you say complaints you mean me bitching at you, right? You yeah. Well complaints is in plural because that's all he you do. He gets as much do hate mail as Joe Peck And uh, also <laughs> true. So not as much love, uh, no. conspiracy, so conspiracy bot. Also. Come on out here and let's uh let's show Johnny your new spiffy upgrade.
1: Hello, Mr. and hello GoFo, hello Mo and <laughs> I have to say I am pumped for my upgrade. Now I will snag all the robo-chicks.
0: All right, Conspiracy Bot, upgrade. Oh, man. (laughs) He's transforming.
1: Drink it in, gentlemen, the new smooth sounds of Conspiracy Bot.
0: That's classy right there. It's classy. It's silky. You want to touch it. That's just terrible.
1: Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard.
0: You are not Buffalo Bill. You, <laughs> you are not Buffalo Bill. And somehow it's even creepier. And you don't even, you don't even have genitals to push back. <laughs> I mean, you have, what, what What would he even use? The his, cord? His pincher. Yeah, the cord's been
4: cut off. <laughs> yeah, his pin – Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, C-bot, it was an upgrade though. You, you, we, we can understand you now. Is it sad that we couldn't understand him and that? The the hymn before was the same voice as Doctor Stephen Hawking, the the smartest man in the world. We're like, "Ah, that's crappy voice. (laughs) Yeah, right, 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 right. Don't use that. We're gonna
4: we're going to upgrade from anything Stephen Hawking had. Yeah. And after that, Brent, the world would never be the same. Yep,
0: yep. Like <sighs> we actually mark. might point, Skidmark.
4: we might point back to that moment as kind of the uh, the Skynet moment.
0: When archaeologists are digging up our failed civilization. Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> all points, uh, all points point here. Yeah, actually, it's more likely that we'll just use it in our intervention with him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, on that note, let's get into the show and start with what we're drinking.
2: You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way.
1: Wait, I thought we don't do that anymore.
0: <laughs> we don't. We haven't done it for a long time. I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. I hadn't used my finger to, to actually push a clip in so long, I feel like I'm overworking myself. <laughs> and of course you weren't. Anyway, let's let's actually get to the topic. And tonight we're doing a topic that hits Literally pretty much everything we talk about. Aliens, Bigfoot, horse-sized wolves, interdimensional portals, disembodied voices, shadow people, poltergeist, death orbs, spook lights, blue meanies. Uh, Kids, it's time to talk the absolute most requested episode we have waited since the very beginning because we wanted to have a big one for 100. Skinwalker Ranch.
4: Are you, are you okay now? Like Brent, Brent just did all of that without breathing. And I was, I, it was, it was impressive. I am he turned purple, my, but it was impressive. My
0: asthma's clearing. <laughs>
4: uh, it's, it's different than most of the topics we do because
0: in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's relatively new. Exactly. This is something that's not like, well, in, you know, 1940, something crashed. It's not a new place, but this really didn't, um, It didn't really even become in the cultural zeitgeist until, like, 96. And really, people didn't start talking about it very much outside of, you know, the George Knapp fans of the world until around 2005. Right. So, you know, that's 13 years ago or, you know, or 22, depending on how you want to look at it. That's in in the conspiracy world. That's not a uh, that's not a lot. Well, some people
4: will tell you that the reason it wasn't talked about before this was simply because the government was covering it all
0: up. Well, it's I, I mean we should have I should have mentioned that earlier too. Big government cover-ups in this is is part of it, you know. Native American lore and, and oh, witches and evil spirit. I mean this is just firing on all cylinders. It is. Now,
4: before we get into what happened on the ranch and and how it was uh, investigated and who lived there and all of that, Let's talk about the area because uh, the geography of this ranch does play a significant role in its its history and also I guess it plays a big role in people's interest in it because there are some reasons that some of these
0: things might have happened. The thing that I find interesting when you do a lot of these topics is there are these areas in the world – that are kind of, I've said this before, there is whoa, oh, like little like weird areas, you know, like Stonehenge. Just Did you on. write that song yourself? Oh, yeah, it's copyrighted. So uh, you can sample it. I'll, I'll give you guys. Oh, that's, that's, that's kind. It's that's like three weeks. Uh, yeah. Him and Drake are having a feud over who gets to use it. So it's fine. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> it sounds like bad size. Kiki, oh, oh. <laughs> it's-
4: Sounds like bad uh sound effect music from Mist. Yeah, yes. Remember the yes. game Mist oh, Of course
0: yeah. I do. Yeah, it's just it's one of those areas that is special and we're going to tell you why. Where is it? Well, it is in the far-off mystical magical land of Utah. Mormon capital of the
4: world. <laughs> also, uh didn't know this before we we started the research. Utah named after the uh, Native American tribe, the Utes. The Utes, they are going to factor heavily into this entire story. And when we say Ute, we don't mean, uh, uh, to all of our fans in the northeast of, of, uh, of America. Uh, we don't mean
0: you. Yeah. As, uh, oh, hey, Ute. Hey, uh, or, or, or you know, talking about children these uh these youths over here uh they're making up a, uh, they're making a mess all these youths oh hey hey you youths get off my lawn you know what we haven't had on the show in a long time speed buggy you knew i was gonna i knew it <laughs> i knew it yeah you, you like you talk- to prep yourself for mm-hmm. it <laughs> big love <laughs> so yeah let's talk uh, geography hey, hey the youths this is the, uh, this- the, the youths are getting messed with by you. it's a massacre Utah Basin. This is where this, this takes place. And it, it's before it was uh, so effectually called Skinwalker Ranch. It was more recently known before that as the Sherman Ranch. Between 480 and 512 acres, depending on what website or, uh, angel fire destination you find yourself on. No, uh, it's, it's interesting. It, it, there are literally. Some websites
4: say it's 480 acres, some say 512. Yeah, yeah. it's just – I mean, so between the two. And you know. we failed you, nation. We did not go out and survey it ourselves. Yep,
0: yep. I, uh, we were going to give Conspiracy about an upgrade, and I just got too lazy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it, also probably a bad idea. For, to To give him enough of an upgrade to be able to get to Utah by himself and survey the entire 500 acres – I mean, think about what else he'd be capable of.
0: All of a sudden, he's in control of whatever's going on out there.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting blue minis yeah. <laughs> out of, it. and we'll explain what that means later. It vaporizes dogs, but we'll get to it.
0: Yeah. So it's that old chest. That old, yeah.
4: It's in Utah. You mentioned they called it the Sherman Ranch. That was yep. that was just for the family that lived there and experienced all the crap yeah, we're about yeah. to tell you about. Yeah.
0: It's south uh, southeast of Ballard, Utah. Uh, little rain in this area ever, and that's gonna that plays big into it. It's dry, dry, dry area, and why that matters is. Uh, uh, well it's it's located west of Unitaw County and it borders the Ute Indian Reservation. Now that's what we were talking about before. And everyone there lives in this dry, rough climate as they have for centuries. And it is land that has been passed down and handed over to these, these Native Americans through agreements with the, the government. And, and they have their, like I said, their reservation. But this is adjacent. This is not Native American land or it was at one point in time.
4: And that's a good point. Like, who are the people who lived and owned and worked on this land before all the conspiracy stuff came knocking? Mm -hmm. And the answer is the Utes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before it was a, before it was a, uh, um, an actual ranch for us white breads. The youths lived there and operated on it. And you know, people like to talk about the Skinwalker Ranch as if uh, the Native Americans are running around saying, specifically, that ranch over there. Be yeah. careful of. Yeah, and they're not saying that at all. They're saying this entire area. Yeah, it is it's got some bizarre shit going on. And you'll on.
0: learn that a lot of people will tell you that they have had for centuries this this ranch in and of itself is supposed to be you don't f- set foot on this ranch in and of itself. Well, guess what? Before the 1900s when they broke it up, that was just yeah, part when of they the homesteaded land. it. Yeah, yeah the, it was just land. Yeah, exactly. And and they it has had a lot of names. We we already told you Skinwalker Ranch, we told you uh the Sherman Ranch, which is what it was called just because the Shermans were cattle. Cattle
2: wrangler, wranglers, cattle wrestlers, yeah, regulators. We regulate any stealing of his property. Damn, Damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steal, if you know what I mean, earn your keep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and it was also called UFO Ranch for a long time. By, uh, by who? By, uh, well, so the reason it was... By the people writing books. Well, I will say this, and it is kind of funny that that is kind of a... a uh, a weird thing because in the 1950s and the 60s, there was this UFO fervor in America. Everyone was seeing UFOs, and strangely enough, during that time, this was kind of a black hole. No one saw things there, which in and of itself is interesting because you're out in the middle of nowhere and everyone's seeing UFOs in the sky, and this place, nothing.
4: Yeah, and, that is. That and that then is and then they
0: go back and they go, oh yeah, and it was called UFO Ranch.
4: <laughs> you know Well and, and you know I think part of that too The reports or lack thereof Is is really when you're Talking about an area That I mean it was abandoned mm-hmm. uh, After it had been Homesteaded by the Original family that, that Did so It was abandoned for a while Before the The, the Shermans took it over Yeah any, any kind of record Of what's happening In the area Is going to come from The Utes next door Yep And they don't necessarily Come out and try to Publicize things yeah. that happen You know and, and for instance I think we're going to Talk a little bit about What an actual skinwalker is Yeah And that comes from Native Native American lore, Mm -hmm. Native Americans always say, we don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. It's like people who literally went off the reservation, not to coin a phrase, (laughs) but uh, who who give us the
0: reports of what skinwalkers are. Speaking of these these people, like we said, you ever heard of the the, the state of Utah? Well, that's where it comes from. Utah comes from the Ute people, the indigenous people of what is called the Great Basin. You've heard of the High Plains Desert? Well, this is the Great Basin. It's just a, a different type of horrible barren landscape made by Kohler <laughs> yeah. uh, Native Americans of the Northern Great Basin the Snake River Plain and Upper Colorado River Basin make up this this whole area and it's a cultural classification of the indigenous people the Great Basin people is what they call it. and uh, people of the Americas and a cultural region located between the Rocky Mountains and the Sierra Nevada uh, which is now in Nevada parts of Oregon California Idaho Wyoming and Utah they
4: lived there for Hundreds and hundreds yep. and hundreds of there was, years. There's like
0: 12 uh, different tribes of Utes that live there forever. And we. Not well, not forever.
4: Uh, until we came knocking. Yeah. yeah. And I say w- the, it's the royal we. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the American the West. The white we. Yeah. Yeah. The American West began. For the record, I'd just like to point out that I am at least if I, I am at oh, minimum, Lord. if not limited to one eighth Cherokee.
0: Cherokee people. <laughs> Cherokee It could be ride.
4: more. We we have some holes in the uh, in the old family tree on my uh, paternal Uh-oh. grandfather's side. Uh-oh. So uh, it could be more. Someone I was... might I might I actually might be due a casino check and I don't
0: know it. <laughs> I mean, nothing nothing screams you're you're you deserve it like saying I might be due a casino. <laughs> check. You know, I can see that the you know that blood runs deep.
4: Yeah. And I can feel it in your, in I your. I found an arrowhead once when I was little and yeah, we were. It, right. is it shot
0: from your father? You <laughs> <shut up? laughs> dad, I found an arrow in my leg. You do know say. <laughs> Why is there one of the walls yeah. dangerously close to my head? Do you miss me, dad? With every arrow so far, son. <laughs> 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 so sorry. We were talking about the evil white man, which is, uh, which is another, yeah, yeah, another, uh, uh, how true statement of history. So the Utes uh, entered into treaties to hold on to some of their land as, as the West was being developed. Everyone's coming out there for gold and, and, you know, then oil and everything else. And, and we just push and push and push them back because, you know, they didn't have a flag, as Eddie Izzard would <laughs> yeah. say, I guess, you know? Uh, and
4: they, they eventually were relocated to, to reservations. Mm-hmm. Um, now th- I think if I, if I'm, if my memory serves, um, uh, the history goes that the Utes were actually kind of, um, enemies of the Navajo.
0: Yeah, and very much so. so. They, they warred with them. Uh, they, they had several skirmishes and wars. I think they even
4: helped the, the, the proverbial white man and, um, take some of the Navajo into,
0: um, into slavery and so here's the thing about that too so skinwalkers as we're going to find is a navajo term it's the opposite of a shaman um it's like kind of like a a voodoo practitioner like a witch doctor not voodoo but you know and they they have they're in line with an evil evil spirit and they feel that they say the navajo cursed the utes in this land with the skinwalkers because of you know one of the that's one of the the at least the one of the things that people claim is why these skinwalkers and things happen is it was this Native American curse from the Navajo.
4: Yeah, so but as part of their deal uh, to help enslave the Navajo and, and do nasty things to the Navajo uh, the Utes were given some some
0: reservations. We're actually Lisa and I are going to the reservation just over the, the border in Indiana. We have dinner reservations tonight, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of not really wanting to go. I think I'm having reservation, reservation, reservations. Crickets. Play crickets.
4: I don't even. I mean, a hundred episodes in, and you're still making jokes. That's like that. low hanging
0: fruit, baby.
1: <laughs> don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. Woo!
4: <laughs> all right, I'm just gonna move on. Uh, we're, let's let's kind of detail the timeline here, Brent. Uh, yeah, th-
0: this ranch. Let's yeah yeah. I want to give what backstory there is pre Sherman and pre uh, Skinwalker and pre all this stuff and. There's not a ton of history that that is really cataloged in this area. It's kind of a just a, I'll give you kind of a fast detailing of the timeline. Uh, the area really pops up in history reports mainly in the I mean, it was Native American lands. And then it kind of comes into the 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 documents in the late 1800s. Uh, so there's several bands of the U tribes were relocated, as we talked about, by the government in the reservations surrounding the Skinwalker Ranch area. Uh, that's around 1880s. Late 1880s. And in 1886, the military finalized construction of a fort in Fort Duchesne. And so they they build their 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 area there. And this is kind of a famous one because there was a lot of Buffalo soldiers that were stationed there at Fort Duchesne. And one of those particular famous Buffalo soldiers was what was he? a freemason he was a mason so here we go we're banging already on all cylinders and they think that that's you know, why you, you, you know see how
4: earlier it? i told you i found a uh, arrowhead uh-huh when i was young yeah also found a buffalo nickel
0: did you really yeah well guess what you could have found if you're out there around that time mason symbols etched in rocks all over the area of what is now skinwalker ranch <laughs> we got someone to blame, the Masons. What happened to the Masons? I mean, they used to
4: do really creepy, crazy, uh, this is a scary group shit. You go hang out at a Mason hall now, and it's like, hey, we got a keg of Natty Light in the back. Uh, what do you think we were hanging out at
0: last weekend? That's exactly right. We were at a, a Mason's Lodge. Though their chairs are thrones. We sat in thrones. <laughs> literally. literally. I was like, I'll be damned. I've always wanted to sit in a throne. They, they, uh, We P- spoke on stage, and they put us in thrones. Picture a middle school gymnasium.
4: With at the end of one side, instead of there being bleachers, a a small um, um, elevated uh, area with thrones sitting on it.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't call it a stage per se. I guess it is, but it was a little different. But yeah, it, hell of a comfortable seating. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Kansas City, you're all right in my book. <laughs> So Brent, let's get out of the 1800s yeah, so, and into more present day. Really, I mean, that's just the big stuff right there. Is there's all these you know Mason symbols because they can date it back to these Buffalo Soldiers. You jump to the 1950s and 60s, and I kind of touched on this before. UFO reports all over America are in upswing. Roswell is is just a few years back, and people are looking at the skies, things like that. And there's this huge surge in reports in that basin, that that Utah basin area. However. Skinwalker Ranch itself historically has little to no record of activity in that area, which is odd. And a lot of people point to that as an on purpose thing of whoever is in control. And the thing you're going to as we detail a lot of these things that are happening, one thing that I would like to point out is that intelligent control is something that people want you to think. Was in control. Things weren't just happening. All the things, be it the cryptid or the the ghosts or the voices. There was
4: intelligent design essentially behind what was
0: happening. And it was all like they were working together. Right. Almost.
4: Yeah. And so. Or as if there was one puppet master orchestrating the whole thing.
0: mm Hmm. That's right. And interesting tidbit though to it. The the ridge. Pull the strings. The ridge line directly behind Skinwalker Ranch is given the name Werewolf Ridge. And looking back, asking the locals why they said well, that reason's lost to history. <laughs> in,
4: in other words, George Knapp made it up. Oh wait, no, did I say that? No, 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 no. This is this is pre
0: George Knapp. This yeah. is pre George Knapp.
4: Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the a lot of the lore that goes along with Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. and, and my point is, the reason I keep making these jokes is a lot of the lore that goes along with Skinwalker Ranch is very recent lore. Uh oh my God! Did you know that over there, it's it's considered the Blue Orb of Death area? Uh, I didn't. When did they coin that phrase
0: last week? Yeah. Yeah. Way back there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're getting in now into more modern times after that. And we have the first owners that, uh, that are really documented of using it as a ranch. And it's Edith Child Myers and Kenneth John Myers. They moved to the ranch in the sixties. There's not a ton of stuff there. And, you know, they, they leave eventually. It sits vacant for a long time. Well,
4: and and let's be clear. Kenneth John Myers was asked about his time there. Mm-hmm. And he said, basically, when our family lived there, nothing happened.
0: Yeah. And the thing that the Shermans like to say, huh, to that is because they say when they moved in, there was like multiple deadbolts on every door. like, And this is in the middle of the, the area where you think they don't even have locks on their doors. And so that was one of the things people love to point out. The Myers were hiding something. It's, obviously. It, it this is just one of the problems with the story or or or, not.
4: or scary parts of the yeah, story depending or not on. Not at all. Yeah. Uh the, the Myers say that when they moved out, a couple things. One, there weren't all these deadbolts. That there were a couple there were a couple locks on a couple cabinets in the kitchen, and that was it. And because
0: uh, my- old kitty, he liked to get into the old cough medicine, so she had to lock it up at night. <laughs> is that Ajax you're eating? What is happening?
4: No, uh, so they, they, they...
0: KJ, you in the kitchen again. Screw <laughs> would- you, devil woman. Sorry. I feel like you're channeling like your childhood now. You no, know, you know, I'll, I'll ask you to not bring up my childhood. oh <laughs> <laughs>
4: It was a dark time. You know what? We're in the. It was actually 100. a dark time for the entire state of Illinois. I would mm-hmm. offer, but uh, n- back to the Myers. The the Myers said that they had a couple ki- kitchen cabinets that had locks on them. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, my parents, because we had kids that came over and grandkids. It, and it's stuff, exactly so right. All, yeah. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. They also said um, that part of the story is that when um, the Shermans moved in. Mm-hmm. That there were two huge posts in the ground with thick metal chains attached to them, that looked as if they held large dogs. Large, large dogs. Uh, the Myers think were, of the Sandlot size. And the dog. Myers said that when we, yeah, we, we didn't have dogs and we didn't have posts for dogs.
0: Yeah. So uh, conflicting stories there. But, and also, did, there know, the house did sit vacant for a long time. Right. I'm so just, that's another thing. I'm, I'm just my yeah. point about this
4: story is that at every turn, it's like. Well, anecdotally, one person said this, yeah. and then
0: another person that's contradicted what, that. That's what makes it such a fun story, right? Because you can debate it so much, and we keep talking about these Sherman. So, like I said, in, in '94, Terry and Gwen Sherman and their children moved themselves into their and their cattle into this. Uh, we'll call it 480 acres. <laughs> and if you by Not the way, 512 this time, we'll just keep
4: it round up. down. It's like when I'm on the scale. <laughs> um, it, also, let's be clear. um, If you ever hear this story or stories of Skinwalker Ranch and you hear someone refer to them as the Gormans, it's the same family. Um, When when the book was written about Skinwalker Ranch, it's called Hunt for the Skinwalker. We'll talk more about its authors later. They didn't use the names of the Shermans for whatever reason. The names reason,
0: have been changed to... Protect the innocent.
4: Yeah, yeah I mean, I when the those. book was written, they had already been quoted in articles, so I'm not quite sure of the reasoning for that. Yeah. But anyway, in the book, they're referred to as the Gormans, not the Shermans.
0: Yeah, that's very simple. And that is one of the things that when you start reading it, you've got to make that. And some sites that do a good job will say Gorman and then have Sherman in parentheses or, or Gorman knee Sherman. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so that's 94. They move in and just a year later, the National Institute for Discovery Science of, uh, NIDS, as you can call it, is formed. The organization was initially set up to research and advance as they quoted serious study of various fringe science and paranormal topics, most notably you nevology. Know, yeah. And they came into play very soon in this story. Then. 1996, the guy John's already throwing under the bus, inner George Knapp. And he wrote the first articles, wrote the book, created the entire fervor over this whole thing, uh, starting back in 96 and then uh, really hitting mainstream, like we said, later in 2005. These claims about the ranch first appeared in the Salt Lake City, uh, Utah Desert News, later in Alternative News Weekly in Las Vegas, Mercury nap is very famous for the the las vegas area george Knapp's name is going to sound familiar to a lot of you for a couple reasons number one he is the weekend or sometimes host on a little known show called coast to coast am maybe you've heard of it it's
4: pretty, and, pretty popular and we've talked about him on this show before
1: yeah
0: who's his who's his old buddy
1: bob lazar bob lazar bob lazar Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> he is the guy that Bob Lazar called because he was the news reporter. So Bob calls up the news and says, Hey, send a guy out here. I'm going to, you know, knock his ain Connie socks off. And George Nash is the guy.
4: That's when he came into prominence. He's the one that helped Bob Lazar tell his Area 51 story. Before that, he had just been an, a reporter for KLAV the TV station in Las Vegas. K-L-A-V. Oh, is that how it goes? Thank you. (laughs) Um, From what he said, he's always had an interest in the paranormal and UFOs and such, but was just a reporter for a a standard local television station. Helped Bob Lazar, and then, uh, you know, he's, since spoken at multiple MUFON conferences and is a prominent fixture in the world of the weird.
0: Yeah, he has very much glommed on and good for him, uh, become a name amongst names in this world. And th- the early stories, and like I said, we're, we're just giving you the, the, the timeline here. We're going to get into all of this much more. But these early stories detailed the claims that the family had recently purchased and occupied a property only to experience an array of, uh, unexplainable and frightening events and they leave. What the hell does that sound like?
4: Mentally ill from Amityville. Yeah, it's, it's
0: damn. It's Amityville again, man. It, it just feels like that to me, at least, but unfortunately, uh, or fortunately it, it, it ends a little bit differently. And, and so you got this, this place, this. It's scary. Shit's happening. Someone better buy it and try to profit off of it. Well, boom. Weeks after the Desert Look News you article. Making
4: assu- Yo, you yell at me about making assumptions about all these MUFON characters. No. And I'm you said saying... trying to profit from it. Hell we, yeah. We do not know that this billionaire was trying to profit off of okay, it. Okay. Okay.
0: Robert Bigelow. He buys Skinwalker Ranch for only $200,000. He was trying to help privatize space travel. He's like the Elon Musk and and Richard Branson's of the world. You know, they were, they were doing these things and, and he is, is one of those. And he moves, he's, he's the guy that brings it. He moves his NIDS team of scientists, quote unquote, which they were, but scientists onto the ranch. And we'll get more into his involvement later. But yeah, he, he sees this and he's like, he, he goes, my team can investigate this with the utmost technology. We're gonna get to the bottom of it. So so
4: far, we have hundreds, if not thousands, of years of it just being an area, Cricket. a land. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe there was some Native American lore about weird stuff happening in the area uh, that we. Some of it Every we might you not say even lore, know. Do
0: we have to send Aaron Mankey like a quarter, a, a
4: check? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's just stop that then.
4: Uh, <laughs> some, so. Uh, then we we fast forward to current day where it's homesteaded. The Myers live there. Uh, they don't notice a ton happening. Then the Shermans move in, and we're going to detail that later. And we exact take happens, and and but, we we take the red pill and go down the rabbit hole.
0: And an eccentric billionaire comes in, buys it. He moves his eccentric science, fringe science, paranormal, and ufology team to the area. Bad news, gang. 2004 comes. NIDS. It's shut down. Not all bad. NIDS is replaced by BASS. (laughs) B-A-A-S-S. Bigelow Aerospace Advanced Space Studies. That's what I was talking about. This fucking billionaire Elon Musk, Richard Branson. He wants to privatize space travel. You can't really do that when you're, you're, you're looking for ghosts in the, the desert as much. So. I mean, maybe don't feel bad for him. He can cry into his billions of dollars in space. So Bass is at it
4: for a while, and mm-hmm. then Bigelow is just tired of nothing happening, mm-hmm. not uh, not getting any conclusive answers. So he sells the ranch in 2016. To a holding corporation. Yeah, what's the
0: name of this holding corporation? Adamantium Holding. Man, it sounds like a, a, a hard place to deal with. Hey, <laughs> almost an indestructible yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, place to deal with. If their website is the one that 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 John found, it is they have they deal in like land luxury yachts like no and every- those those little pods those what are those pods that they were selling uh, look up adamantium real estate and holdings and check out their website and we can actually put a link in that we'll put a link to it in the the descriptions i don't know that it is this but it's the only thing that we could find and it is an interesting uh website
4: it, it might have literally nothing to do with it we don't know But it's the only website that we could find that was called Adamantium and had something to do with real estate. Yeah. The actual web address we will put in the notes – but if, if you're wanting to look now, it's adamantiumgroup.com slash real estate. And the real estate has a hyphen in it. So adamantiumgroup.com slash real hyphen estate. So that's, we were trying to lay out the timeline yeah. of everything that happened on the land. We haven't told you the stories of the wolves and the ghosts and the UFOs. Yeah, we're
0: giving you the veggies now so that we can, you
4: know, we can give you the goodies. We're going to have some dessert later. Yeah. Some dessert sprinkled in with a little alien. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's next. On Hysteria 51.
3: I love my Those sprinkles. Chocolate
4: sprinkles is a bad That's right. I agree.
3: I agree.
1: Hola,
3: David. Me llamo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Um, je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish.
0: I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language.
3: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: that's uh, That's on brand for us.
3: I, that, I I just thought romance languages was the key.
0: Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like?
3: Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it, so it's very high on pronunciation too so you can you know learn how to speak
0: and you know our show is all about proper pronunciation
3: <laughs> In that pronunciation yeah that's right but it's it, they design it for long term retention you know it and yeah. uh if you don't get the pronunciation right you you say it until you do and then you know that that just seeps into your head
0: well and that's why you know this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and For Larry Limited Time, His Sarah 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. How much? Fifty percent. Visit com slash today. That's fifty percent off. Unlimited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it?
3: Rashate. You're fifty oh. percent off. Roshate. <laughs> <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to him, it all made sense. There isn't one.
0: story time john hey, dude. Yeah, we already heard that <laughs> we are <laughs> really you're really proud yeah, of yourself yeah, over there it's not a plucky 90s comedy uh set in a quaint dude ranch no this is a little bit different it's utah but uh
4: <laughs> speaking of that show there is one actress from that show or one it, it, one actor period yeah, um, that i'm still familiar with uh, ben stiller's wife yeah. She was on that show.
0: Uh, Chris, yeah. Uh, it, uh, the, I, I, played, I, know, I know her name, Mrs. Stiller. That's right. That's right. The hot blonde. The hot blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, what I always liked about that show is it was a little wild and a little strange.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, That's when you happens. make a home out um, on the range. The Native American guy was cool. I always hated that uh, the... The jock wannabe dupe.
0: I, I don't, I I don't know what his name was, was but he looked, he looked like a Brad. But I liked I liked uh, David Lasher like or whatever his name was. He was in like uh, who? I liked the guy that was on there that he ended up being later in Sabrina the Teenage Witch or whatever and stuff. David, I think his name was on there, or that's his real name, or say. It. Regardless, the cool one, the cool one, not, okay, and not the young kid who was like, "Oh, skateboarding," <laughs> you know. No, I don't know. I think the one that you're referring to is the cool one. I might be the that think, m- might be the one that I'm talking you about. you Think they know this show? They think you know, that the fans are familiar with it. I don't know how popular Hey Dude was.
4: Yeah, we are old. Hey, dude. It was a uh, as you mentioned, early '90s sitcom on Nickelodeon.
0: Yeah, which is sad because I was watching I, when I I looked up. Hey, dude! Recently, and like they're all as you want to do. Hey, was it rad or fad?
4: Rad or fad? In three, two,
0: one. The actors are all old now, and maybe because I thought of them as like closer to my age, and they're not. They're like, well, maybe they are, sadly, but you know, a lot of them are in their like late fifties. I'm like, crap
4: crap well that's like uh that's like 90210 that one gal andrea was like 40 when she was playing uh the a teenager
0: i'm 16 and i'm oh i got my period (laughs) like no you don't you're in menopause come on now (laughs) is that the voice that women make when they get there it was in the 90s i don't know Uh, if you remember it was a
4: strange time
0: yeah we were telling you about this this Plucky family of Mormons, the Shermans, or the, the I didn't know they were Mormon. The Gorman—that's well. I mean, you know. Are you just assuming because they're in Utah? live in Utah unless you're a Mormon. State law. Yep, Stay law. you know that. They bought the ranch in the Unitaw Basin and think they'd get in touch with nature, is what they said. And, and, uh, and make a whole bunch of money. Uh, it was a it was a steer ranch. Yeah, they, 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 they raised cattle. Were, yeah. They were
4: experts, allegedly, though this one isn't really uh, hard to disprove. They were experts in uh, animal husbandry.
0: They specialize. I, I read a lot, like, they had a lot of bulls, you know, and, and for, you know. Uh, insemination. Like insemination and yep. stuff, which is a very, it can be very prosperous. <laughs> I thought you
4: were going to say it's a very fun job to yeah. have. I mean, who doesn't like jerking off a, uh, a a big old bull? Yeah, there you go. Now you sound like my I wife. Mean, I'm serious though. That, like <laughs> I know it sounds like a joke, but that is that is one hell of a job. What do you do for? I mean, how else would you inseminate one from the other? Yeah, like well, that is it's uh, the way we get our beef. But. We, we, we church it up and call it husbandry. Yeah. Yeah. Which somehow makes it worse than my book, but I don't know. If
0: we haven't lost you yet, let's get into it. Yeah. Two. So <laughs> we're, we're telling you about these, this, the family and they came, they started and immediately like, here we go. Like we're going to, we're, we're living on this ranch. We're doing good. And then they, they described it a two large thrice over wolf started coming to their land and they had cattle. Were mutilated with their reproductive organs sucked out, multitude of UFOs, voices in the sky, and shadow people and poltergeist and blah blah blah. All and this a partridge in a pear tree in the desert news in '96, and it said they said that all these things, which we're gonna we're gonna delve into more, was driving them bonkers, as they put it, and they had they had the whole gamut of paranormal delicacies on the menu. John literally. It's a smorgasbord.
4: The Chinese food menu of paranormal activity.
0: Well, I told you, as you said, is a cattle ranch, boom, cattle mutilations. And this is something that actually very much so in the 80s and 90s was happening out west. So much that and a lot of jurisdictions were really looking into it because people were losing a lot of money well, let's, let's, in cattle uh, mutilations. Let's, beep, beep,
4: beep. we got to back that truck up because I'm getting off. Here's why. You say the government was looking into it. The government... According to certain things I've read, was responsible for it. Well, of course. So, a so, vast majority of cattle mutilations. There, a whistleblower came out and said the government was actually doing just to see how people responded
0: to it. Absolutely, that's where I was going with my thing. And not only that, I don't want to know to what you're doing. Also, your test. Thing. They were testing. They say different chemicals, stuff like that. A lot of cattle Mutilations are also things that people that maybe aren't used to being around those animals. Other predators right. will go for soft organs. So this is gross, but they'll eat the ass out of literally that's where they go because it's easier to get into. And they, right. they eat around the eyes and the mouth and stuff like that. But besides that, the, there's been a lot just of trying to
4: like bite through the ribs.
0: Exactly. There's been a lot of Freedom of Information Acts papers that have come out that have said that the government was a number one testing. Like you said, it's a scare factor thing like let's see what happens right which is in and of itself actually kind of terrifying number two testing really out is, is different it- animal you know different different chemicals and animals and stuff like that pork oh, chop sandwiches okay. lisa and i uh, we went to uh we were in the middle of nowhere and now to area 51 and it's all free-range cattle out there and hell we were in the middle of a desert and there's just two dead cows there and they you know they're sitting there all bloated and the asses are fucking hanging out same as you know just because they're dead and that's that's what happens now these weren't mutilated did you go after the soft organs of course but that's just because you know me that's just me
1: man I wish I would have been there. Yeah. What? Well, why, dude? I just watched this hilarious comedy called Predator, and now I take trophies.
0: Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's got he's got a bowl of chicken bones now. So I don't think you he know they. they but...
4: We always people always talk about how movies and uh, the entertainment industry impact people's behavior. I'm not a mm-hmm. big believer in that unless someone's already kind of deranged. I, I think it's 100 percent true in the case of sentient robots. <laughs> that, that's, that's
0: probably that's probably accurate. Yeah. The other thing is with ketamine elations is a lot of times. It's not one, it's half a herd Uh, goes missing and they come up dead. Another thing that they said is they had these like five or six like prize big bulls that they don't, a cow's hard to move around, a bull is kind of even, you know, it's bullheaded one might say, you know. You almost had to to get it done. I mean, you really
4: got to grab the bull
0: by the horns. And they were very hard to get them to move around. And one day they come out and all the bulls are missing. They can't find him and they're looking everywhere for him. And he said they finally find them. They have a trailer, which they said to get a bull on there was a feat. All five of them are in there, like huddled together and won't come out. And they're like, What the hell? No, no damage there's no you know, they were fine. But it was just like it's one of those things where now this is a of course, an anecdotal story. No but I, it's it's crazy that they're they're they were hiding from something. I read that story too.
4: That one, I actually think that one happened after they had moved out. Oh, really? Yeah, that one happened at their – so when they moved to their new place in the same general area –
0: So whatever it was just came out, you know, checking on them. That's
4: exactly right because it wasn't a huge ranch like they had before, Mm -hmm. 480 acres, but they had uh, – of course, they kept their four or five, like you said, prize steer Yeah, and – when they drove up and they saw that they were gone, they uh, That's the, when the they... woman like went into hysterics. Yeah. Like this can't, this shit can't be happening again.
0: They're here. <laughs>
4: exactly. And yeah. so he gets out and goes and he goes, honey, 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 come yeah, over here. here. And they in are, that, right. uh, they're in not
0: only are they in there, but the thing has been locked with wire. Oh well, that sounds like someone was going to steal them and got caught and uh, was just better but at. They uh,
4: swear up and down that the amount of time that. Uh, yeah. Transpired from when they first drove by into when they noticed them gone Who knows? was so short that they, yeah. it couldn't have happened. Of course, and they, the one other thing they said is that the the steer looked at them uh, almost as if they had been in a trance. Yep, I, yeah, and yep. Uh, and were were very very uh, low key, lethargic, and yeah. then the moment he's like, "Hey, get out of there!" uh they lost their shit literally and pooped everywhere and, <laughs> and went nuts. Yeah, and that's uh, you know that's how the story goes. Like, though, I yeah. would say this. I will, I will I'll leave the story with that. When you look at a steer, do you ever get the feeling that it's really in the moment with you? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> they have those wild
0: eyes. I don't know. I don't yeah, I, I mean, I don't spend a lot of time with steer, so maybe they're maybe they're the the dogs of the cattle world. I don't know. I, have. I don't know. Uh
4: my my good friend we mentioned on another show, Ashley used to be a cowboy, literally. And I went down to his cattle ranch and spent some time on there and they are they are like little lemmings. They just they stare off wildly into this yeah. and just follow each other around. Speaking of uh,
0: different animals, not lemmings, but uh, Bigfoot, multiple Bigfoot sightings for this family. Footprints, things like that. But not only is it Bigfoot, not only are they seeing uh, this guy. He's looking in their windows at night. Yeah. He's coming in. He's taking peeks. Uh, they see him. He runs away, you know, and people are talking about online as, as when you read, well, maybe Bigfoot was an interdimensional being and he's not actually part of this. He's coming and checking on them and making sure that things are okay or. He's hightailing it out of there because all these other things are happening. He's scared, and he's just seeing, is it safe in here? Yeah, you crazy kids can, can stay here if you want. I'm out. And then you get into this whole gamut of things that, that happened to them surrounding dog or dog creatures in one way or another. And the, uh, the big one that that they, they first started out is they said that they went out, and the kids are there and everything, and there is this giant, and I mean giant, Wolf-like creature, and the reason they said wolf-like creatures, they said it's over two hundred pounds, like it's it's bigger than any wolf could ever be, and it's kind of like, hey, what's going on? It comes up to him, and the kids actually pet it, and it seems like it's okay. Though, depending
4: on which report you read, they also say that it had. Almost human-like, intelligent
0: eyes. Well, yeah, of course, because like you said, you can read a lot from an animal's eyes. (laughs) Then, unfortunately, it gets a little uppity and decides to take a bite out of some of the the livestock. Yeah, they're petting it, and and
4: one of the calves sticks its
0: head out of the bars of the fencing. mm -hmm, And chomp, chomp, chomp. So... You know, old man Sherman says, Well, we don't play that and then uh de- oh, we don't play that. Depending on which story, he either grabs his three fifty seven or he grabs his thirty out six or you know seven hundred.
4: No, in some stories he grabbed both. He yeah. grabbed the three fifty seven and it did no damage. So
0: so what we're saying, yeah, he shoots this thing to which not only does it do damage, it looks at him and doesn't even act like it is phased. He starts blowing pieces off this thing finally it gets what seems to be annoyed and it scampers off and talk about the pieces that were
4: blown off he grabs the 30 at six takes a shot and one of the shots gets him in like the back of the neck and a piece of the flesh flies off from that shot he doesn't look hurt by it but it flies off from that shot and uh, you know he eventually leaves and the only thing they have left is this piece of flesh and according to some reports it already had rotted by the time they approached yeah, it
0: yeah like they said it was it was it was smelling rotten it looked rotten even though it had just you know flailed off of this this creature which you know um if you want to get into it maybe it was an animal that was actually had mange or something like that and it maybe it was gangrenous it could have rotten meat on it and maybe there is a lot of truth to this maybe there's not. You got You know we got to look at it both ways, but there are. That's a weird story. Or it's a paranormal wolf beast. Yes, it's a two hundred and some pound paranormal wolf beast. But it doesn't stop there, because then we're going to get back into dogs. With dog men, they saw dog men. These men with dog like faces and features, absolutely inhuman, smoking cigarettes, having a chat, just hanging out in their field, literally smoking and hanging out. Dog men. So when you say, you say
4: dog men, I'm picturing a person, like a, a human body, but with the head of a wolf
0: or, or, or a dog or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, hairy features, things like that. But, but different than, than like what you would think of a werewolf or a skinwalker, which, you know, we're, we'll talk about different. Smoking, hanging out. Well, that's, you smoke bring, break. the, the reason I,
4: I bring, I ask that question because I want to know how you smoke with that mall. I mean, who knows? Who knows? You've never tried to teach a dog to smoke? Um, well, I, I, yes, but you need the, like, you know how, in movies about the 1920s, rich people always had those cigarette extenders oh, on so, them. So you think
0: this the, the dog man used something like that? Exactly. So Did he also have a monocle and, and own part of a railroad or something? Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> now, the big thing that we need, we're, we're, we're sticking with this whole dog and things like that. We got to get into the, the real meat of this, the Skinwalkers. Skinwalkers it gets its name from them. And it is something that, you know, we're joking about these things. I'll tell you who doesn't joke about them is the Ute people and the Navajo people and the, the Native Americans, they take these things very seriously, very seriously. So, so some things about skinwalkers. First, no actual report
4: of a skinwalker on Skinwalker Ranch. There, there have been lots of things like we just talked through. But if you actually look at the, uh, I won't say L-O-R-E, but if you actually look mm-hmm. at the, uh, the folklore, there, there, I added a word to it. If you actually look at the folklore of... Um, Of the local uh, Indian tribes, the skinwalker and the properties that they give it aren't the things that were found on the ranch.
0: Very different. Yeah. Yeah. So let let me actually – I I actually uh, wrote down what they say a skinwalker is. They think the skinwalkers are powerful spirits that are here because of a curse that was put on them generations ago by the Navajos. Now, that the Ute people think that the Navajos cursed – the people. And the center of the whole legend is this ranch. You'd say the ranch or this area there is the path of the skinwalkers. And tribe members are strictly forbidden from setting foot on the property or that whole area. And it's been that way for a long time. Now, these skinwalkers, they, these people that are cursed, they said that you don't just I mean, it wasn't like a, oops, I got cursed. They had to do something terrible, like kill a loved one, murder, you know, your child or your brother, your mother. You did something. You're making a pact and letting an evil into your life to get this power
4: to shapeshift and that's and they say that's the big difference between say a skinwalker and a lichen yeah. is um, I want to yeah. get you get infected to be a lichen somebody bites you and you don't want it to happen if you're a skinwalker you wanted it you to get that power you had to ki- they say you had to quote kill someone you love yeah uh so you you chased it
0: down and you made it happen yeah and so there's there's A couple differences here um, between so you you brought lycan so uh, lycanthrope or lycanthropy uh, if you're a lycanthrope you're you're you would be inflicted with lycanthropy. Lycanthropy is something that actually it does exist. People will think it's a mental disorder that they are wolves, and it's not something that is new. This has gone back from recorded history. People have had lycanthropy. There's never been a recorded lycanthrope that actually turned into a wolf. But there, you know, there's definitely the lore there. Now, the difference between that, a a lycanthrope and a skinwalker, a skinwalker doesn't just turn into a wolf. A skinwalker can shapeshift. Think of if you watched True Blood, Sam Merlot, the guy who owned the bar, he could turn into anything. He was a, you know, think of it, but he wasn't cursed. He was that was just what he was. These people are cursed and they use it for. Bad reasons. They're not like, oh, I can turn into a bear and have fun at children's parties. Yeah, no, just know. the
4: distinction I was making there is whether you chased it down to do it yourself or whether it was thrust upon you with right. with werewolves, it was thrust upon you with skinwalkers. They chased it down. Yeah,
0: you know, if you watch a lot of the the werewolf um, uh, movies out there, they're the um, you feel bad for them. They, they're they're fighting this or it's a curse. Not all of them, but a lot of them. One of my favorite movies with a werewolf, The Monster Squad. The werewolf's evil. The guy's good. Right. And so it's this distinction. And when he's a guy, Dracula is actually drugging him to keep him like there, and he is like breaking into the police station, like, screaming, "Lock me up." Up because right, because I'm going to kill people, you know. Yeah, the evil only comes out. Whereas the um, they said they talked about the skinwalkers as like the opposite of a shaman. You know, it's like a witch doctor. Think of it like I think I said that before. Though, isn't it funny?
4: Isn't it funny that when we look, and I I'm guilty of the same thing. When we look at Native American legend, people tell us about it. Maybe because it's foreign to us, we go, "Ooh, oh, that's interesting." Yeah, you think those those witch doctors actually had that kind of that kind of power? I mean, I think that's actually kind of racist of us. Why do we believe them yeah. so much more than our own? And because if, they believe it if, wholeheartedly. If somebody know? walked up and said, "I I can do telekinesis," you'd be like, "Screw you, get out of here!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but 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 we hear Native American legend, we're like, "Oh, that's that's yeah.
0: intriguing." Probably because we shit all over them for so long. Would they get a buy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> like, it, maybe that's in the back of your mind. You don't even realize. No, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. Like, you know, they look at, you know, they, they talk about the, the star people and stuff like that. The Native Americans like, Oh yeah, no, like you guys are like w- talking about like ancient astronaut theories. That's literally our history that we passed down from one another. Like we came from here or there, you know, stuff like that. Now. This is the, like you said, it's funny because this is the, the quote unquote, never a skinwalker per se, but there were, like I said, this giant wolf, these, these dogs, these dog men smoking a cigarette, hanging out, talking. That's not the only thing that talked. Disembodied voices in the sky that would talk to them. It was like a bullhorn in the sky, but it was like an intelligent design because the thing was when you were out there, and that's the other thing I wanted to talk about, like the Bigfoot, the, 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 all these things seem to be under a control of something. Two things. Number one, it would respond. Number two, when you wanted to record it or find it, it's not there. It's not there. Right.
4: Never. No. Just same with uh, – there was also portals on the uh, mm. on the grounds, and they, they, they were, there were reports uh, of one particular – I grew up por- calling
0: them holes. But yeah, keep going.
4: <laughs> There's reports of one particular <laughs> portal that uh, – Mr. Sherman could look down and even at night see bright blue sky in.
0: Yeah, and that's another thing. We were talking about the Bigfoot, and they looked at them as like this whole area, this oh, maybe the Native Americans knew that there's some bad mojo there. The ground went saw. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Like it's one of those things where you're looking at it, and, and they just knew it was off. These Bigfoot, they talk about them as possible interdimensional beings that's the thing that a lot of people talk about with bigfoot and these other creatures that are there and so that really kind of falls in line with these these portals and it's not only like these portals that aren't the only like glowing things there's also orbs and blue meanies and things like that you yeah. want to talk on those a little bit I mean, they, somebody
4: somebody wound up, wound up calling them blue meanies the only blue meanies i knew before this was the shitty rock band and a punk rap
0: or the wasn't there a wrestler also called the blue Meanie? no maybe anyway.
4: The blue meanies, the orbs, lights they see in the distance and not to be confused with, you know, when people say they see orbs and it's like a dust speck on a on a camera or something like that. They're saying these are very bright orbs of light that they can mm-hmm. easily see and aren't mistaking for something else. One particular story has Sherman uh, seeing one and, and, and being stricken with fear by it. So he releases his three favorite dogs to go chase after it. Not thinking, I guess. They go chase after it. He hears them yelping, and then the yelping stops, and, and mm-hmm. it's over. Instead of investigating what happened to his three favorite mm-hmm. dogs, he says, ah, oh, check it out later. Yeah. Goes out the next day where he he followed where he thought they ran, and there are three <laughs> yeah. puddles of goo.
0: Goo! Oh, man. How fluffy. And,
4: oh, uh, man. The, the implication being that that is what the that. That is what is left of the dogs.
0: And there's also another area where, like, they're not the only ones. There are photos, lots of photos of these orbs of light. And a lot of you might have heard of these orbs of light. This isn't the only area that these happen and they, They've been called the Missouri spook lights, spook lights, uh, ghost lights, things like that. You see a lot of these throughout, you know, America. And we actually reached out to a a friend of the show, David Glidden. He actually did a documentary on spook lights. And we asked him, what did you think about the lights that we see out there? And he said that it's a very interesting place because there can be definite explanations for these things and there are ley lines intersect there And topping that off it's situated rather close to a fault line where tectonic plates grind against each other and it creates energy that can be massive like an earthquake or it can be subtle giving off electrical charges of energy which correlate and explain some of the cases of spook lights and they figure scientifically that might be why some of those are there they don't exactly understand ball lightning and things like that but they think it comes from ground movement and swell the energies released and a lot of people think that could be explained in hell could a dog get caught in a ball lightning and melt destroy it maybe three of them that's a little harder to believe but you know and david's someone who has spent a lot of his life and a lot of his money, uh, you know, debunking and trying to prove and, and, and figure out what orbs of light and what these spook lights and things are. And so that's a very interesting thing that he says, like, at least this area is, an, is a weird area where you're probably going to see these things maybe naturally. I see definitely definitely the dead i don't
4: i i the part of the story i have the biggest problem with you just sent your three favorite dogs you hear them
0: yelp and you go back inside yeah i check on my dog all the time all the time it's like when you watch tv and and you're like oh yeah this family has a dog you forget in like one episode our dog's with us all the time when I wake up, he's staring at you. When you go to bed, he's staring at you. When I sit on the couch, he's on top of us. You know, like he's just, you know, he's hey, part of the family. Hey, Brent,
4: sounds like, sounds like someone might be harming your dog in the other room. Nah,
0: I mean, it's all the way over there. I'm not, nah, nah. dinner's ready. He quit yelping. <laughs> uh, Everything's so fine. do not worry about it. <laughs> you did say one thing I just wanted to touch on too, and, and we're not going to get into everything. Uh, you said, I see dead people. Well, they saw a lot of dead people. They said that they saw dead people, poltergeists, doors would slam shut. They'd lock their doors. They'd go to bed. They'd wake up. They're open. Things are moving around. Shadows are moving. Maybe it's shadow people. There was a lot of what they said, paranormal activity that they were. It was thrust upon them, the Shermans, when they were in this house for the short amount of time that they were there.
4: And we mentioned UFOs. I mean, black triangles were seen. Yeah, like the, and
0: that, Isn't that funny that it's a black triangle and there's military bases right there? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, then, and it's that go-to black triangle.
4: Yeah. And that is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to stories. And there was no real narrative there, kids. The reason being, it was just them living there for two years. And this is just kind of an amalgamation of all of the stories that they experienced throughout the time they lived there. And, yeah, and yeah. you know, some of the some some of the the things that happened to them mm-hmm. uh, or the, at least they report happened to them uh, that came out. Most of this comes from the book, The Hunt for Skinwalker. They, they, they retell those stories in.
0: That's what they say happened. And, and we kind of brought it in right there at the end, too. And it brings some credence to how the military got involved. We We start talking about these triangles and things like that voices in the sky and lights and things like that you can't hear a lot of these things without thinking the military eventually you're gonna you're gonna draw that and then you got to think you know were they there investigating or were they the cause and uh we're gonna talk a little bit more of that when we come back from the break on hysteria 51 this whole fucking thing Is all over my shoes. Dog, 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 dog. Everything's dog. Big old dogs, dog men, skinwalkers that look like dogs, dog goo.
3: There's just this <sighs> the family. bad day of, for the canines. There's this
4: family of like large wolves and coyotes that yeah. have all kind of interbred and lived yeah. together. Yeah. With the with the weird guy down the street, <laughs> <laughs> and they've orchestrated this yeah. whole thing.
0: Yeah. We kind of brought this up in the beginning. We're gonna we're gonna take this episode home. There's so much. We can't even cover this all in one episode. No, there's so much, no. and we are gonna do another one. It is a weird place, though. You know, it's one of the things I want to point out about the area
4: that. Seems to be true. It was it was it said by the researchers, so I'm going to go with it. Is that aeronautical maps show that it has weird magnetism, which in that kind of area. would go
0: along with that, what David said? You know, right. you got no, tectonic right. plates, you know, moving against and ley lines and things like that. We don't even know exactly how they work, but we know that it causes with, we'll get things. Yes. You know, and well, we'll
4: get into the research in next episode. But along the lines of that, not only do the aeronautical maps just show odd magnetism and, and they, they note that stuff because mm-hmm. that can impact a, a, a plane, of course. Right. Uh, but even when they used EMF readers at the actual site,
0: you know, they found odd magnetic readings yeah. on the. Yeah. And there are property. places on Earth that it just goes haywire. You yeah, know? that's and, just and, true. Right. And it's and we're in a our our Earth's is always in a concentrated magnetic flux too and, and there it, are places that just there might be a 4 miles down a giant iron ferrite core of something and it causes this so we don't know
4: we don't it know It bears the probably most important question of this episode uh, did they try using altimeters when they flew over it? I think and I think did they were the,
0: the most important question. Yeah, there's so much here that this displaced natives that they have so many stories and traditions that we don't really understand. Kind of like what you talked about uh, this right next to this weird place called Bottle Hollow. It's kind of a fun place It's right next to what well, fun is in the stories. In 1970, they made a reservoir, and they're gonna make. Like I told you in the beginning, this place is dry, very dry. So they make a 420-acre hey, hey, reservoir called Bottle Hollow. They called it Bottle because all the old, you know, miners and shit would walk by this little ravine and they throw all their whiskey bottles down there yeah
4: it was it was it was on the route from one area to another Mm -hmm. and so you know you go back to the old west days They they finished their bottle of moonshine and and chuck that into the uh, ravine and there was hundreds of broken bottles at the
0: bottom so boom you got this indian reservation right there they make a perfect place to go swimming they, they make this reservoir yeah boom there's this huge dramatic decline in the oil boom that that really hit utah and hit oklahoma and everything back in 1980 And they eventually abandoned the whole resort, and the Ute tribe just gave it up. But that doesn't mean we don't have a lot of stories coming out of there, because as soon as they filled this reservoir, guess what? Giant sea monsters, giant snakes,
4: immediately reported. It's like, well, (sighs) that doesn't surprise me. I mean, like when you go out and look at the driveway after it rains, Mm -hmm. it attracts out the earthworms. And and
0: giant, giant evil snakes that eat people uh, and drown uh, an exuberant amount of people. Right. Well, that's, area. that's yeah. the mixture of the water. With the old moonshine, oh, I gotcha. That's how
4: you get the giant sea monsters. That, that
0: actually, the the aquatic things, and it, they actually did say. And if you you look back, and they they spoke, uh, you know, in some of the things I was looking at, they were speaking to the the police force from the reservation, and they did say that when this place was open, and since then, they've had more than what you would think is a normal amount of drownings. Unfortunately, in this one area, now that might have been because it was, you know, it's at a casino and people are drinking and doing that stuff, or it might just be that you know maybe it's a little weird, you know, and then people go. Well, of course, the government's involved
1: (laughs) and they bring out the snakes
0: and things like that.
4: The whole the the one thing about this story as I was reading it that I couldn't. It was like a a tickler in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get over. You know, you're talking about all these uh, all these sea monsters that are killing people. And okay, fine, 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 fine. Did they clean out the glass before they filled it with water?
0: (laughs) Well, when they – so we're from Springfield, Illinois area. When they flooded that, they didn't clean out any of it. There is uh, still barbed wire fences in there and everything. Like, you don't want to go diving into there. So probably not is what I'm getting at now. I don't know how deep it is over that. The other thing they said is they saw USOs or unidentified submerged objects, these lights that would enter the water and and leave the water – Bluish lights exiting the water and disappearing over the the Skinwalker Ridge area. But the thing that we're telling you about this area, these reports, this is important to remember, were taken very seriously by the the tribal police. Very different than what you think of with us when they come in and they tell you this stuff. They go, "Mm, yes, like we've we've we believe this it's kind of ties in with what what you said
4: <laughs> there was another story of a local a local sheriff seeing something odd uh, seeing something that, and i'm not remembering right it's just one of the many stories that we told seeing something scary scared the shit out of him he he hightailed it straight to the uh tribal police yeah and is walks in going crazy saying oh my god you won't believe what i saw and they're like yeah yeah no we, yeah. we, we know where was it
0: it's like the <laughs> it's like the Sherpas." You know, they, someone's screaming, Yeti. they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's up for there. You're fine. Yeah, it's true. And again, we we just believe it. Yep. So that is a quick and dirty rundown on Skinwalker Ranch. We're going to do a second episode. We're going to delve into this more and talk about the science behind it, reasoning, things like that. We wanted to give you the story. We're not even going to really give you our thoughts on it yet. You're going to you're gonna have to stick around for another week to find those out. But if you guys want to tell us how you feel about the story, let us know. You can hop on Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or Twitter, at Hysteria51Pod. You can always listen to this on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. Also, while
4: you're doing that, I really hope you're wearing the most fashionable trend of the season,
0: which is a Hysteria51 garment of some type. You're damn right. And you get that at Tee Public. And how do you get to our site? Don't just go to TeePublic and start typing into Hysteria51. No. Go to the place where you find your links to everything, including this episode if you're
4: driving along right now and you don't feel like typing in our website, just go to the description of this episode, and we'll put the link for uh, our tea Public there as well. Oh, look at you thinking outside the box. Yeah. Well,
0: uh, well and don't forget, you can also listen to extra episodes on Patreon, patreon.com slash 51 51 want to hear yourself on the show, leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. And once again, I know I'm I'm grinding in India, but Hysteria51.com. This week, you got a little homework. When you're on Facebook, when you're on Twitter, when you're on the social media of your choosing, be it 4chan, Reddit, whatever you might be on, Friendster. (laughs) Oh, you cats on Friendster. And someone says anything about podcasts, you tell them, you know what? I dig those cats over at Asteria 51. You should listen. I'm more of a dog than a cat, I think. I love those dogs. You dog. Ruth. <laughs> well, it's been a dog centric episode on this one, so that actually makes sense. It does. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meat sex.
1: It was
3: terrible. It was just terrible. <gasps>